We are at the end now, so you should know what you're getting yourself into. Scenes of death, gore, violence, and drug use. Now come on in, and let's see how this all plays out. Sandra was Henri Rookwood's youngest daughter, and she was, somehow, the most practical of them all. When it came to dealing with her father's curse, it was Sandra who went into town and made polite overtures to their many associates and peers. It was Sandra who found the young men and women who were absolutely delighted to be invited to the Rookwood Manor. But, oh, they must come now. No need to tell their friends. No need to dress for the occasion because the occasion was right now. She would lead them to the manor past the vines. She swore that every time she walked past those vines with someone for her father, they rustled as if reaching out. She pushed these people quickly into the house. It was better to keep them off balance. It made it easier if they weren't allowed to ask questions. When they got to the South Wing, some of them had questions. Of course they did. The South Wing wasn't set up nicely for guests. The South Wing was set up for other purposes. She would take them to the barred door and smile sweetly as she lifted it. My father has become afflicted, she would tell them, not untruthfully. He doesn't care much for the light anymore, but he loves company. Go ahead, dear. When they would go in, enticed by curiosity as much as anything, she would slam the door shut behind them and weep until the screaming and the sound of crunching bones had stopped. Riding on the Vine, Episode 6, Ties That Bind Us. Close your eyes and bow your head, I need a little sympathy. Cause fear is strong and loves for everyone who isn't me. Kill your health and kill yourself. Kill everything you love. And if you live, you can fall to pieces and suffer with my ghost. Burden in My Hand by Soundgarden. chills and we just saw Rose run out of the room um, with Eustace in it to the bayou she has got a plan Eustace has reached his last mark and resembles more catfish than man at this point Um, but let's start with James James you were kidnapped into a bizarre room Um, Your family managed to rescue you because you used your uh, used your gift pretty effectively to get their attention. But now you are in the house 
sort of searching to try to figure out how to find Andrew. What are you doing? I think uh, number one is um, uh, I imagine I see Rose beeline out of this room or this wing of the of the uh, manor. Um, I'm going to look to I guess whoever's in the room with me. Um, and uh, where, where, where's Rose, guys? Probably would be Henry with you. I think that Eustace is sort of hidden I'm at further, the moment. Yeah, I'm further into the yeah. house. So it would be Henry, gotcha. probably, okay. that would be closest to you. I think Henry, Henry says, that's a good question, and reaches out for his birds. Okay, you instantly connect with them. All no right. problem. I... I asked them to find Rose for me. Okay, and they take off to to go look for. Her. What do you do while they are reconnaissance? Recogniz- uh, I think Henry is just in the business of smashing every mirror he sees. Interesting. Okay. I don't know that it'll help because probably just a small fragment's as good as a big one, but he doesn't think he doesn't right. know that. Um. So. Henry, I think you enter Jonathan's bedroom to smash the mirror in Jonathan's bedroom. Um, and when you get there, there is a figure standing next to the mirror. Um, and you recognize it immediately as Andrew. And he looks to you, he looks to the bed. He kind of shakes his head and he goes, You're the only one left with any potential. Let's, uh, let's see what you've got. Um, he looks over at the bed again and he says, He had some potential, but he let his gift burn him up and... It's no use to him anymore, or any of you, is it? And then he steps into the mirror. What do you do as he is stepping back through the mirror? Uh, I think Henry tries to dive through after him. All right, roll me a roll. Do you wish? Or do you wish to roll a brawn or a dial? For uh, I mean, I have one of each left. Okay. All right. Well, it is important because which die you roll? If you roll a six, it is important. I mean, let's let's just call it brawn. Okay. A two and a four. All right. Um, you do go through the mirror. You grab him and pull, get pulled into um, the mirror with him. But he realizes what you've done. And as you tumble through the other side, he just grabs you and flings you into a wall. Um... And you and him are now in a, uh, it's a room you don't necessarily recognize once again, which is really weird that like this guy is knowing all these little secret places that you've never explored in this house. Um, but this room in particular is some sort of... it looks like maybe it was a bedroom of some sort, but not a lavish one. There's a bed, there's a wash basin, 
The bed looks like it hasn't been used in a long time. Um, and there's no windows in this room at all. And he slams you against the wall. Um, he's got you sort of like pinned up a little bit and he says, Henry, you and I can finish this. We can make this better. Isn't that what you want? To make this better? To make this work? Henry wraps his arms, like, I don't know if I can get an arms around him or just basically fistfuls of clothes. Mm hmm And say, says, I'm making this better right now. The longer I'm here, the longer you're not out there. Are you attempting to hold him then? Yep. And honestly, Bring just so, like, he'd have to drag me wherever he's going. Like, it's not even... Got you. Got you. All right, um... Make me uh, another brawn roll. All this right. time, the reward for this is that you hold on to him. I think that the risk is that you might get deposited somewhere else. Okay. That's a six and a four. Holy cow. All right. So okay. he backs up, trying to get off of you, and he steps back through the mirror. You go with him. And you land, the two of you kind of tumble out of the mirror directly in front of James. James, you've been trying to figure out where the hell Henry went for a few minutes. And suddenly, um, Andrew and Henry come tumbling out of this mirror, um, sort of just rolling on the floor, uh, wrestling each other. James is going to think back to a time when him and his twin brother would wrestle around on the ground and he always got the upper hand and he's going to use exactly that same tactic and he's going to try to pummel uh, uh, Andrew there and and, and help uh, help the cause. So we need a brawn roll. The um, reward is that you manage to knock um you manage to basically get the advantage on Andrew. The risk is that you also punch Henry and make him let go of Andrew. Potentially gotcha. giving Andrew a chance to slip away. Now, is there some way of adding to this using um, assets? Um, what did as I read that correctly? What asset do you have? I have uh, Bounty Hunter as a side job. Okay. And my Bounty Hunter job was Buck. Being a bounty hunter, you mm -hmm. know how to be aggressive and um, subdue people. Um, I'm thinking if I can use that in a positive way, I, I would. Um, I will give you an extra die. I will let you burn that. I'm not necessarily sure how it works at the, off the top of my head, but I will let you burn that asset so that you cannot use it again this session. But it Sounds will give good. you an extra die. Sounds great. Right. Excuse me. Oh my goodness. A one and a six. And that extra die was the six. <laughs> okay. Um so you do indeed sort of crack Andrew right across the jaw. 
The problem is that in the tussle while you're trying to get to him, you kind of have to loosen Henry up. So when you hit Andrew, Henry goes flying backwards again. And uh, Andrew is... He's stunned a little bit. Um, and he... He kind of wearily looks up and he goes, "You, why? At this point in the game, why are you even trying?" And he starts to make a dash for the mirror again. I, I think my best chance is to try to hold him down one more time. Okay. Um, I'm gonna try to invoke my curse because it seems to be working out for me pretty well so far. Okay. Um, I've got two in weird. I dropped one of them. I don't know where that die went. I'll re uh oh. Two fives. No, stop it. That's not good, is it? No, two fives well, is so good. The, oh, you do lose two, die. Two fives is good except that it is uh, die, uh, invoking his curse which means he will get a mark. So you do it. Explain to me what happens when you do it. I think uh, as Andrew's trying to get towards this mirror, I'm trying to animate anything that resembles a chain, lock, manacle, cuff, and just try to get a hold of it. And I think I barely succeed on this, especially with the doubles. To where it it trips him instead of subdues him. Like I'm able to halfway get it off um, to to so, slow him down from getting to that. So I think what happens there. here is he goes running by one of the windows, and as he's running by, the curtains for the window sort of blow outwards, and they wrap around his legs, sending him crashing to the ground. Now here's a question. What happens to James? Ooh, um, what is the mark that James takes from his curse? He's already got ligature marks on his face or on his throat. To be honest, the first thing I read was the last sentence, and it was followed by spiders. That's Jesus. horrific. So tell me what that looks like in this moment. I think from the same animated uh, pieces of chain and cuffs that, that managed to trip up Andrew, um, this light haze of smoke kind of follows behind that and immerses not giant spiders, but thousands, like ants, of tiny little creepy spiders. Um, that's just uncomfortable to be around. You, you, they don't look dangerous unless they swarm swarm you, but they are just these tiny little, freaky little spiders that Oof. just start coming out of this smoke and and just are there. That's terrifying. All right, so uh, Hen or Henry, while this is happening, um, these spiders start pouring out. Andrew slams into the ground. Um, he s hits hard enough that he actually like busts his nose. So like blood is now spilled out across the carpet. Uh, what are you doing? Henry reaches into his um, 
vest pocket and pulls out something that's first unseen and basically just runs body first into um, Andrew. Okay. And the idea is I'm going to be stabbing him with the iron dagger. Um, make a uh, make a brawn roll. All right. Ugh, four and a three. Do you do you accomplish it? You run in. You stab him right in the stomach. He's as he's standing back up. He's trying to get back up. You just barrel in, and you're really clumsy about it. I don't think that you mean to do as much damage as you do, but you catch him right in the stomach. I don't think Henry has much um, experience with blades in general. I think this was just like trying to do what he would imagine uh, James or Rose would do. And... Andrew stumbles back. He he looks down at the dagger. His eyes get really big, realizing that it is the very dagger that he gave Rose. Um, he looks back up at you, and he just kind of shakes his head, and he goes, You... You... Don't let that thing get the better of the deal. Make it better than it is. You're the only one I think that could do it. You're the only one that has the strength to pull this off. And then he falls over. And he is still. I think Henry leans over, whispers into his probably dead ear. Uh... You underestimated all of us. You you need to think more of them. Um, then, Henry, it occurs to you. You don't know where the rest of your family is. He had them hidden. Yeah, that fits for Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Eustace. You watched Rose run out into the bayou. Um, you're mm-hmm. kind of tw- you're you're towards the outside of the house. You've heard some commotion from the inner and from the inside. Um, the curse has now made your movement a little awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, your gait is you're not moving very fast. No, I um, imagine some of my joints have twisted around to be more. Um, geared towards swimming than walking. Mm-hmm. What do you... What are you doing? I'm going to make my way as clumsily as I can towards the uh, sound of the commotion. Mm-hmm. Because I, there's no way I'm catching up to Rose right now. Right. Um, and as far as I know, there's a lunatic loose in the house. Okay. Um, Henry... Mm-hmm. What are you doing a- after Andrew dies? 
Are you taking back the knife? Are you leaving it where it is? Are you leaving his corpse where it is? Um, I'm leaving his corpse where it is. That's the least thing on my mind. I am mm-hmm. reaching out for um, my birds because I know Rose is going to be the one that can find the yeah family. The the birds tell you that Rose is running towards the bayou, going deeper into the bayou. Henry takes off running, yelling, James, come on. Like, you go barreling through the hallway and slam headfirst into this monster. This creature that is more fish than it is human, hunched over large, bulbous eyeballs, um, catfish barbels hanging off of its lips. Um, it looks like it's in the tatters of Eustace's clothes, but I don't know in that moment that you might even register that. You just register that there is a creature in front of you and you slam directly into it. It is very damp when you slam into I it. I think it's very likely if I saw that knife in my hand I don't want to, but I feel like it's very likely that Henry slashes out. Uh, make me a brawn roll. Okay, I'm only using um, one die on this one because I don't. I think it is just instinct, not a kind of yeah, coordinated thing. That's a two. I failed that, or succeed. Okay. I don't know how you yeah. deal with that. No, it's yeah, it's yeah. So you slice and um, at this creature, and I think Eustace, you have a moment to to react. What do you do as Henry starts like blindly slashing this bloody knife at you? I put my arms up. And and just go, stop, Henry! It's murder. Jesus, what the? Have you been trying to use your powers again? Yes. Where where's James? He's Are coming. You okay. I didn't look back where's... to see if he was coming. I just assumed he is because if James, James is coming, you else, following? he's very loyal. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. Actually, I think you hear him coming because he's he's breathing way too loud. He's like wheezing as he's trying to catch up to you guys. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm probably trying to like spit out like roses in into the bayou. We gotta follow yes. her. Oh, what about Andrew? I showed him the knife. I was like, I got that. No time. No, we, he has our family. He had our family. We need Rose to find him. I'm going to push past um, Henry and just see if I can poke my head into a door and just do a quick check and see, make sure that Andrew is, you know, taken care of. Uh, he is laying in the floor in a spreading pool of blood. And is um, James there? James, yeah, you had to push past James to see that, I think. Okay. All right. Um, I'll grab... Uh, if there's another blunt instrument, I'll grab it on the way out. Okay. I mean, I'm sure you can find a candelabra or something of that sort. Rose, you go barreling into the bayou. Yes, I do. Um, at top speed. I need you to make me a guile roll because you are 
not okay, at this point right. being cautious. So the reward for this, the reward for this is that you make it through the bayou without hurting yourself. I got a four and a two. Okay. Easy enough. You go sprinting through and you notice that one of Henry's ravens is keeping track, keeping pace with you in, um, kind of like just above your shoulder, um, as you're, as you're sort of moving through and you make it back to the place that you and Eustace were at um, just the night before. It's like it was before you opened whatever portal you opened. It's this big archway almost of cypress trees that sort of form a glen um, with a stump on the inside. It's, it's, all, it's like a small raised area in the, the sort of mucky bayou. Um, just like a simple, drier place um, than, the, than what's around it. What do you do in that moment? I'm going to start searching around for anything that could trigger a gateway. Um, stepping where we stepped last night and uh, mm -hmm. just kind of retracing our steps to see if I can find the location where we crossed over. You you get to a certain point and you remember that to get there Eustace had to activate his gift okay. but you had to use your gift to help him out okay I am going to tap into my curse and I am basically just going to basically will myself to to fade into another dimension phase. Absolutely. So your reward for this is that you do indeed open the gate. Okay. Um, I think that your risk for this is that you, you're you in such a hurry and you don't know what you're doing that you could potentially allow something to escape. Okay. Okay, okay, here we go. Ugh! A six, a four, and a two. Well, a six is definitely goes through, so you you do it. You concentrate for just a minute or two, and you can feel... And this time it doesn't feel like you're fading. It feels like the world is fading around you. I don't know which one's more disturbing. <laughs> And you find yourself in that same vine-covered area. This almost like throne room to some degree, made of vines with these big, heavy pomegranate-like fruits on it. The smell is of over-ripened fruit, that, that sweet, almost sickly smell. Um, the fruits all appear to be very full and heavy, and they have started dripping that viscous liquid. The Lord Rookwood is nowhere to be found. I'm going to start yelling out for him. Uh, Rookwood, show yourself. I speak for my family, and I'm here to make a deal. 
there's a sound behind you and you turn and you see this tall figure and it looks like it's robed all the way around in these big tight robes and its face is this long strange not quite human not quite bat-like wide ears a sort of like not much of a nose a small mouth with sharp teeth and very tiny eyes that are pitch black and when it moves just a little bit you realize that it's not robes it has wings wrapped around it to make it look like it is in some sort of cloak and it looks at you and it says it's not your time you have hours left to go until the deal is over and the contract is broken Rookwood will not hear you yet but I will and you are? and it cocks its head for just a second and says hungry and lunges at you oh shit <laughs> um I need you to make a guile roll okay. to try to get away from this thing okay 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 I would also um kind of instinctively since I'm already kind of like half there and half mm -hmm. tethered I'm gonna just kind of phase out when it would hit me and kind of okay. let it so you can either make that me. as so you could either do this as a guile roll then or a weird roll. I'm going to do a weird roll. I'm going to sink all my dice in okay. it. If not now, when? Uh, five, four, and three. Perfect. So it lunges at you. It spreads its arms out. Um, the wings go wide. And it just like whoosh, flashes through you. Um, it turns. It kind of like skitters past you and turns. And you can see that it is slightly confused not sure what the heck is going on what do you do in that moment it is most definitely my time and i'm gonna pull a dagger and fling it at it so you reach into your you reach down and you go to grab the iron knife that you use to kill the the beast it's not there shit are any of my my sharpie pointies you have one, on me yes you you have one of your sharp daggers on you but it is not the knife that was specifically given to you to kill these things okay. these kind of things i am still gonna whip um, that dagger at it and then i am going to attempt to phase back into my reality okay uh give me a bronze. we're just gonna keep going weird tonight let's do it use all of it a bronze roll that's just one four you fling your dagger and you catch it in the shoulder and uh, this thing sort of hisses at you um, as that same viscous red liquid begins to drip from it. Um, and its eyes kind of find you and uh, it begins to pace around you, keeping a good distance from you. 
and uh, it hisses again and it says I can almost remember being one of you I can almost remember what it was like if you were one of and us once before you are not any longer <laughs> he says yes but I still hunger for it. And he lunges at you once again. Give me a, a guile roll to try to get away. Or you can try to weird it again. Let's let's weird it. It seems I'm almost kind of <laughs> laughing every time I phase. Yeah. 632. All right. So, yeah, you once again phase and it just passes right through you. It doesn't seem to be learning very well from. Am I supposed to be intimidated? Before. Um, it makes another circle around you and then you watch as it gets very close to one of the walls made out of vines and you watch a piece of that wall detach itself this tangle of vines detach itself completely and an arm reaches out and grabs it by the scruff of its neck and you watch as the Lord Rookwood, in his fey form, pulls himself completely out of the wood and catches it and holds it up, looks it directly at him and says, Not tonight. Later, maybe. But not tonight. And flings it. And when it hits the ground, it stumbles a couple times and then proceeds to run away and eventually picking up and flying off further into wherever you should keep your dog on a leash leads. you are always a pleasure to watch now glad I can entertain what is it that you would wish to come to my realm specifically for Miss Rookwood. It's Lady Rookwood. Oh, oh, Lady, then, absolutely. I'm here to make a deal. Well, then, if we're going to make a deal. I need to wait. Oh, no. We need everybody here. You don't, I speak for them. I'm their proxy. No, that is, you see, when we made the original deal, there was only one Rookwood. Now... There's only one Rookwood that matters. It seems like there are six of you. Well, maybe only five if you don't get there quickly. I don't think the old man took well to his kidnapping. He's not important right now. You and I are important oh, but it, right now. I wish that were the case, I do. But the gift is spread between everybody. And so everybody must be there to make a decision. It cannot be you and you alone. And even though I know... I know what your heart wishes. You know they'll follow me. Then I guess we wait. 
He kind of grins at you and he says, Can I offer you something to eat? Sounds delicious, thanks. <laughs> and he reaches up and he pulls down one of the fruits and he hands it out to you expectantly. I'm going to take a big bite out of it while not breaking eye contact. You bite into it and you get just a little bit into the skin and you realize that something underneath is moving. I've seen worse. And as you bite it, this creature slides out of it. This small, imp-like little creature falls to the ground at your feet, screeches at you, and runs away. One of yours? And, uh, Rookwood raises an eyebrow at you and says, You continue to impress me. Then you should now just let's deal move back with me. To the rest of you. Let's move back to the rest of you, as uh, Rose has the Lord Rookwood occupied. What are you doing in as you exit the house? Are you preparing anything, or are you just going straight towards the bayou? I, uh, James is going to grab his crossbow and bolts. Okay. Um, he's been without for way too long. <clears throat> uh, Eustace, what are you doing? I'm just heading out and going to in the direction of the bayou. Okay. Um, you guys get out of the front door, or the, the side door of the house near the lake and the, the cemetery. And you realize that the edge of the lake has gotten almost up to the house itself. As you step off the side porch, your feet hit water. And Eustace, when they do, you feel this tremor in the water almost as if your senses themselves kind of like spread out this is something you've never ever felt before um, and you look across to the cemetery where the mausoleums are starting to become completely immersed in water faster and faster and you realize what you can feel are the sounds of something inside of one of those crypts hitting or kicking or moving or pounding on it but something is reverberating out of one of those mausoleums I will uh, call out to the others and say Work. we have to see this and I'm going to swim towards the mausoleum. Okay. Um, the one in particular that you're moving towards, it's probably about waist deep in water by now. And you pull up to it, and you see that it says... something. Because when you get up to it and you look at it, you realize that whatever was on it has been carefully marked off. Whatever name, whatever date was on it has been completely scratched out. As if it was someone put it up and then someone else decided that they need, it needed to be removed. Well, I'm not going to worry about that right now. I'm going to try and uh, dig around for the door. Um, 
Yeah, give me. Well, what are what are the rest of you? What are the other two doing while he's swimming out to this uh, Henry mausoleum? didn't stop. Henry Rose is much more his focus right now, so he didn't stop at okay. all. Okay, James. Yeah, I think I'm following uh, uh, to go get to Rose as okay. well. All right, um, Eustace, you fumble around. I need a. I need a brawn roll because this door is now halfway underwater, so it's going to be hard to open. Here we go. I've got a, a dice tray. That's a two. <laughs> you start pulling and pulling on it, and you just can't quite get the leverage on it. You look over and you realize that James and Henry are, are sort of making their way around the lake. Um, they're not quite out of earshot, but... There, they will be momentarily. Um, from inside the mausoleum, you hear. So once you started messing with the door, you hear the sounds of someone muffled shouting, but you can't make out what they're saying. James, Henry, help me with this. I sh I'll shout out to them. Is it loud enough? You guys can. Yeah, you guys can hear him. It's starting to get a little on the faint side, but you can, you know, you probably can't necessarily make out exactly what he's saying, but you can see him struggling at the mausoleum door. I know James would turn around and instantly go to help because that is uh, just who he knows that Eustace needs help. Yeah. Yeah. What about Henry? Henry doesn't stop. Okay, James, you. Um, make your way back through you kind of have to like half swim half wade out to this um mausoleum it does take you a minute and by the time you get there it looks like it's already gotten almost up to your chest and eustace you're you're kind of like almost happily floating at this point mm -hmm. um uh eustace or James, I would like you to give me a roll, and we're going to add an extra die because Eustace is going to be helping you open this mausoleum door. Gotcha. I imagine it's brawn. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see what happens. Oh, no. A three and a one. <laughs> the door starts to, like, sway a little bit, and then it cracks open. And when it cracks open, the water that was, it was already starting to get wet, but the water floods in. Um, you have just a second to see the like terrified look of Petunia and who's kind of holding Louis up in her arms um, before the water just kind of like engulfs them as it, as it um, pushes into the mausoleum. Um, and then they're just kind of like dragged underwater for a second. What do you guys do? I'm going to uh, dive for... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, that's what I was going to ask. I'm going to dive in and uh, swim in, gather them in my arms, and then swim out. Okay. You you get a hold of the two of them. Um, James, you see what he's doing, and he basically is able to pull um, Louis up for you to be able to get him while he you know gets Petunia up. The two of you drag them to um, a place where they're 
out of the water itself. Louis is not looking very good. In fact, he is currently not breathing. You realize that he's probably taken in some water. I'm going to try something. So I know it's not a wise choice. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to try and use my curse to pull the water out of him. Okay. How many dice do you have to do this? Well, it's a supernatural effort, so wouldn't mm -hmm. it be three? You could use three, yeah. Oh, that, yeah, we're, we are invoking my curse. Okay. Go ahead. Well. Oh, no. Um, I just need a minute. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. What did you do? I'm sending you all a photo. No. Photos are good signs, right? My phone is taking so long. The suspense is killing me. Stop it. I don't like it. Hold on. Hurry for editing. Oh, wow. Oh, oh my God. holy cow. Okay, that's amazing. <laughs> so for everybody that's not looking, Jim rolled two sixes and a five. Jam. So he managed to do exactly what he needed to do at great cost. So Eustace, what happens? So How I, do you save Louis and what happens? So I, I reach out and I can feel the water in his lungs and his, you know, yeah, I guess it, lungs is where it would be. And I try pulling it like as if it were tied to a string on my fingers. And for the first time in my life, it responds. And I'm overwhelmed with joy as I kind of like pull it out, sort of like I were like playing with clay at a distance. Like it's a weird sensation. And Louis begins breathing. I'm liberties but i'm gonna say he starts he like starts mm -hmm. it comes out and he starts coughing and he's regaining his breath and while he's not in great shape he's not drowning anymore and then i kind of like follow that sense of joy and feeling tied to the water and i start moving the rest of the water around and i don't notice that my skin is starting to turn translucent and James, you can watch as my skin like turns waxy and translucent, and then starts sloughing off. And then Ooh. I go. Com eventually, I become the same color and consistency as the water in the lake. And then I take one last look at James as recognition dawns on me that something's wrong, and I pop. James, how do you react? Uh, hope everybody's audio levels are down, but James is going to scream, Yes, yes! <laughs> what? What? It, it, and I'm feeling around the water and uh, obviously taking care of, making sure Petunia and yeah. um, Pe they're, they're taken care of, but I'm 
thrashing through the water trying to figure out what the hell just happened. For for a minute, um, Petunia, you know, holds Louis, gets him up so he's able to, like, sit up a little bit and cough, keep coughing. And finally, after a minute, she goes, James, James, honey, it's, it's okay. He's, he's gone, James, he's gone. James is just in shock. Um, I, I don't think it registers quite as she's saying it at all. She, uh, when when she realizes that Louis can, like, sit on his own for a minute, she goes and she grabs you um, by the shoulders, you know, and, and forces you to look at her, and she goes, He's gone. Where is everyone else? Uh, uh, we're, we're going to find uh, uh, Rose, and I, I, I was following, and I, and I got pulled aside, and and uh, I don't know. I don't. I, we got to find Rose. We got to find Rose. Okay. Okay, let's let's get help me get Louis to the house and then you go find Rose. Okay. And I think the two of you kind of help him move to to get back into the house. Um when she passes by the body of Andrew, she turns and spits on the floor and doesn't say anything else. Um, goes and gets his wheelchair sets him down in the wheelchair and she goes James I need you to listen to me because it is very important I don't know what is going on but Rose and Henry need you I know you don't think they do but you are the heart of this family Rose is everything Jonathan tried to make her to be, and Henry is all of the enthusiasm and headstrong passion that we need, but you, you have to keep them from making any mistakes. Try to show them what is compassionate. That is what you are good at. Do you understand me? Yes, yes, ma'am. I, I, I do. Good. Get your ass out there and save them. James grabs his gear and just beelines it straight outside, um, towards the, uh, the towards the bayou. We made it! Thank you for sticking around all the way until the end of the show. We had a great time making this first season of Foxtail Games, and it has gone so much better than I could have expected. A big shout-out goes to my wonderful cast, Amy, Nathan, Jim, and Nick. And another big shout-out goes to Matt Friedley, our official Foxtail bard, for the great intro music.
In two weeks, we will be airing a retrospective episode where the cast gets to chat about the season and what comes next. If you have any questions for me or the cast about the story, the process, or really just any questions at all, please go to at Pod on Twitter or to our Discord and ask us. We would love to hear from you. After that, Season 2 will be starting in June with the action RPG Slayers. we got a brand new cast, brand new songs, brand new story. I hope you join us for that adventure as well. are there with the Lord Rookwood eating one of those fruits when suddenly you feel this energy pulse through the glade and one of the fruits begins to grow slowly and the Lord Rookwood looks at it and he grins and the grin gets very wide and very disturbing and he says, well, it looks like another experiment has come to fruition. <laughs> that will be interesting. Care to share? I think the rest of your... Oh, you'll... I'd hate to spoil the surprise. The rest of your family will be here shortly enough. Do you have anything to drink? He, uh, strong. he kind of grins at you for a second. He goes, well, we have some water. Boring. And then he chuckles as, as if there is a joke. And he um, produces a goblet. And then he proceeds to pour wine in it. And you would think it would be a red wine given the fruits around him. But it actually is a really... You recognize it as Rookwood family wine, white wine. Best in the world. And he hands it to you. Um, Henry, you are barreling through the bayou at breakneck speed. Your crows are kind of showing you where to go. Um, and you get to the glen that Rose was able to, to open the portal to. Of course, the portal is not open at the moment. But lining the trees, the cypress trees that make up this glen in the, the real world part are all the magpies that had joined your flock. And they look at you, and they're very intense. None of them are stirring like they do, or squawking like birds normally do. They're all laser-focused on you. I think. What do you do? I think Henry, at some point of running through the woods, started crying. Uh, he's never killed someone before, so that was kind of a crazy thing for him, and it kind of just like the shock hit as he ran. Mm -hmm. So by the time he gets there, just 
he's a snotty mess. He's just struggling, and he he looks at these birds. He says, "Yeah, I know. I know why you're here. Will you open the damn door?" They all sort of look at you. And I think when you say, will you open the door and you reach out to them, you try to like connect to them mm. like you have before. And you hit a wall of static. And then Jenkins sends you a moment of panic. And you get about that much time before the magpies light up from the trees and then fly directly at you. Um, what would you like to try to do here in this moment? I think Henry is just going to drop to his knees. Cut the dagger across his palm. And kind of push mm -hmm. together to focus himself and just put his will into those magpies as hard as he can. Okay. Um, we'll say the reward for this is that you absolutely take control of them. Um, we'll say the risk for this is that... I have an you... idea if you need one. Yeah? What do you got? They take my Not eyes. Okay. Okay. Well, I only have two die left, so I'm rolling both of them. Neither of them are a we are weird die. Go ahead. A five and a one. Well, you get control of them at the last second. They're all on top of you, swarming you, pecking at you, pulling at your hair ripping at your clothes and you're trying so desperately the rest of your crows have sort of like tried to start flocking around you to block these magpies one of them gets a shot in and you feel its talon sink into one of your eyes there is a sickening pop an incredible pain you feel wetness dripping down your cheek and then the next thing you know, you have control of them. And they proceed to fly off back to the cypress trees, all of the magpies. They form a ring around the entrance. What do you do in that moment as they're alighting and you realize that you have lost an eye? I think I look around to see if Jenkins is okay. Uh, Jenkins is fine. Okay. He is on your shoulder looking at you rather worriedly. I think I, I look at Jenkins and I say, now we're monster hunters. And I plunge into the, into the circle. Okay. Um, Rose, you are standing there talking, drinking your wine, when suddenly Henry comes tumbling in. He is bleeding profusely, and there is a jagged hole where his eye used to be. Yeah, I'm going to go running to him as soon as I see him. Henry, what the fuck? What did you do? What are you doing here? 
I look at Rose. I say, yeah, and I'm trying to keep Rose between me and Count Rookwood, or between me and Count Rookwood. I say, I think you're going to need this, and I try to slide her the dagger, without Rookwood seeing. Okay. You took um, it, you little shit. I'll have words with you later. Give me a guy roll. Double ones. No, what the fuck? <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, you go to slide it to her, and the Lord Rookwood raises an eyebrow even further than it was, and he says, "Ooh, where did we get something nasty like that?" You gotta take care of your little critters somehow. Very well, then. There are two of you. Only one more matters at this point, and then we can get started. Henry starts walking towards him. And he says, I don't think you understand. You keep saying that Rookwoods make deals. You don't get us at all. Enlighten me. There's not a Rookwood in our family that's made a decent business deal in like 200 years. That includes the one with you. I didn't say you were good at it. But you know what we are good at? Hmm. We're good at hunting monsters. And Henry just lunges at him. No. Okay. I'm going to move at the same time Henry does. Oh, Henry. (laughs) Henry's (laughs) such an idiot. (laughs) I can't let anything happen to Henry. Damn it. I love that I I was going to make this fucking deal. Made it so obvious and then... (laughs) Oh, so... Is he just going like no weapons, just diving in? No weapons, just I, I assume I don't have my crows with me and Henry's all Henry thinks he is is gonna be as a distraction, but he thinks that's that's important. Okay, so roll me a guile roll if you think you're going to be a distraction. And I'm down to one die, right? Because it was double ones. Mm-hmm. Alright. Oh, I was you no, I wasn't using my gift on that other one, so I'm okay there. That's another one, baby. I'm gonna try and all stop right. him as well. Try to stop Henry. Henry, yeah. Or okay. Um, roll me either a, what Braun or Guile. What do you think would be best for Guile. you to try to like? Yeah, better okay. fast. Okay. Ah, oh, fuck me. A two and a one. <laughs> you go charging in to grab Henry, and the Lord Henry, you miss. You miss entirely. Henry goes charging towards the Lord Rookwood and just sort of like bounces off of him. Um,. It, it, it's it's literally like hitting a tree, Henry. Um, and you sort of skitter back. And at some point, Lord Rookwood, you hear the sound of Lord Rookwood. Bravo. That, that was entertaining. I appreciate you giving me some sort of entertainment as we wait for your cousin to get here. 
He's just a kid. Henry's he just scowling at him. He's so, like his entire like mental image of himself is just shattered. He's a child. He can't speak for us anyway. Um. I think that the Lord Rookwood looks at you for a second and cocks his head and he says, Oh, but Rose, you've been advocating for him for the past several days that he is capable and competent and now he's a child? Do you hear that, Henry? I'm going to get caught up in my own lie and just kind of stand in shock that he's he knows this because nobody knows this Henry looks over at Rose and he's like super touched that Rose has been advocating for him like to be like an adult but he says your deals are poison there will be no vote from me well we're still waiting on one more to the party now, aren't we? James, you are moving through the bayou. Um, you don't think you know where you're going? Until you get there. And then you reach this large glen of cypress trees with a stump in the middle. And you have a moment of panic. Because the last time you were here, you were a teenager on a hunt with your brother, and it didn't end well. What do you do as you come to the spot? Once I take that in, I... I start calling out for my family. Um, Henry, Rose. Cause I also don't think I, James has met Lord Rookwood yet, because he was in jail when all that happened. Is that right? He met Lord Rookwood in the jail, but in a different form. Oh, that's right. Yeah, in a different form. That's right. Um, and so I'm going to be calling out in that general area just to try to see if something shows its head or I get an opportunity um, uh, to figure out where my family's at. I think that you call out and you hear this sound, this flapping of wings as something lands behind you and you turn and you see this winged creature with these large fangs and bat-like ears and uh, your blood runs cold because once again the last time you saw anything like this you were a teenager and it looks at you hungrily what do you do? Uh, my crossbow's already locked and loaded ready to go um I'm just going to take a, a single step back and mm-hmm. draw my bow, and I'm going to try to shoot this thing right between the eyes. Okay. Uh, 
It's brawn, is that right? It would be brawn, yes. Oh, five. All right. Yeah, your bow, your the bolt comes straight out of the crossbow and catches this thing directly in the face. And it looks confused for a second. And you watch as this red liquid begins to drip out of its the, the hole in its forehead. And from that section, it begins to split apart. And as it does, you see on the other side of it, the world change. Not the bayou that you're used to, but this land, this other land where things are just too bright and too strange. And there is Rose. And there is Henry on the ground. And there is this figure made of vines, almost too beautiful to be real and too horrific to look at. There's something just absolutely disturbing about this creature. And it smiles at you with this giant grin, and you recognize exactly where you've seen that Cheshire Cat grin before. And it says, Ah! Oh, Finally, we are here. The three Rookwoods that matter. The three Rookwoods that are left to make a decision. Left, James. Join us, James. Where's Eustace? The curse got the better of Eustace. Um, he... He passed while trying to save Aunt Petunia and Uncle Louie. Um, he saved their lives, but uh, he is one with, with the water, um, so Eustace will not be joining us. There's a chuckle from Rookwood, and he says, Eustace was a beautiful canvas for me to draw my art from. Would you like to see what happens when your gifts bring to me everything that I've wanted from them? And he walks over and he touches the fruit that has gotten bigger and bigger. Um, th at this point, at this point, it's, uh, it's about the size of a large watermelon. And uh, he runs his hand across it. He says, well, it's not quite ready yet. But it is that time. So three Rookwoods. Three questions. The first question. It's very simple. What is it? that would make you happy in this life, that would satisfy you right now. Be truthful. To be remembered. It, 
He looks over at James. Vindication. And then he looks over at Henry. Eustace back. Very well. Second question. If if you were to renew your deal, renew a contract, have all of my power re-gifted to you, the ability to start over, what would you do differently? I would protect the Rookwood image and be a better part of the community. I would recognize the impact that my own choices have. I'd put your head on a stick. <laughs> That's my guy. And the final question. Do you wish to renew your contract and stay Rookwoods, keep your power, keep all the assets that come with it, or do you wish to simply walk away and join the rest of the world? James steps forward and he says, We're here, aren't we? Let's make a deal. I'm in as well. Then he looks over at Henry. Henry's head drops because he's very much affected by the fact that his two older relations both said yes. Um... Then he thinks of Eustace, like, slowly turning into a fish in front of him. And thinks of Andrew insisting on making a deal and, and all he would do for that power. He says, no. There's a nod from Lord Rookwood. And then there is a shiver, and you feel the ground beneath you start to shake, and everything seems to almost turn sideways. One second you're there in the glen, in this fairy place. And the next second, you're in the Rookwood Manor, or you're looking down at the Rookwood Manor, almost as if you're flying. 
and you can watch as the house begins to shiver and shake and collapse and fold in upon itself and within seconds the only thing left is a deep dark lake there's a sound that echoes all across the quarters of New Orleans people stop and turn and look and then go about their daily business and then everything goes white. All right, that's the end. Ah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What? No. Oh my so, god, I was oh. about to lose my <laughs> shit at you, man. <laughs> like, what the but, fuck? <laughs> but we will fast forward about 10 years Amy pick a city a US city Charleston, South Carolina perfect Rose is in Charleston, South Carolina. What is she doing there? Ten years later, she hasn't seen anyone else in her family. It's just her doing what she does, fighting monsters. She's made a good life for herself. She has assets. She yeah. has money. Does she have a family? No. no she so she's can't. doing this just on her own? She can't bring herself to have a family. So what is what is her life like? Rose's life after the deal with Lord Rookwood? She's really just kind of turned to like this quiet life. She lives kind of in a small house on the beach, um, just kind of tucked away from everybody. And she just kind of exists really quietly and softly in the background. You know, she fills her days like combing the beach and, um, you know, uh, doing some swimming, um, and she just kind of reads and crafts and lives quietly. Hmm. So, normal. Just a normal life. Trying single, to put it all normal. Up. Yeah. No. No normal. relationships. No. No friends. No. No romantic so interest. Normal single woman. Normal single woman during the day fighting monsters in Charleston by night. Yep. I like it. James. What is James? What city did James land in? James did not leave New Orleans. Interesting. James is... He has Aunt Petunia's last words just in 
ingrained in his brain and he has failed at everything he does and he is going to continue to try to seek out an opportunity to get the deal back and he is not giving up um, oddly enough he lives above the tavern that we uh, session one we saw the massacre at mm-hmm. um, and uh, he he is just in that constant pursuit of trying to make his family proud. Okay. And Henry, 10 years later, what is, where is Henry and what is he doing? I think Henry ended up down in like Mexico city. Okay. And he's not hunting anything. I think he's, kind of just on the street never really got his feet under him picks up odd jobs when he can but plays up the eye when he needs to really trigger people's pity but never really got himself together I think I think um, if it's okay with you even though his powers mm-hmm. were gone, J- Jenkins is always there with him. Yeah, no, absolutely. Jenkins is, is, I mean, crows probably live a decent, what, 15, probably? You know what? Actually, I bet you Jenkins was pretty old, so I bet he's dead by then. I bet he traveled with him for a while, but I bet you Jenkins was already pretty old at that point. Yes, but we all know crows are very social creatures, mm-hmm. so it could be that there's a family member of Jenkins that stays with you. I think that makes sense. Yeah. So, the three of you have been alone for ten years doing your own things. Um, you never found out what became of Petunia, if anything, whether she was in the house. Same with Louis. Uh, James, you, you, you have searched every inch of that property You've had the lake dredged, everything. There's no sign that there was ever anything there on the Rookwood property. And as time goes on, more and more people give you a weird look whenever you mention the name Rookwood. Like it doesn't register to them at all. They've, they've, they've never, never heard it. And then one day, all of you are kind of doing your thing and you look down and sitting next to you is a bottle of wine and the wine has the Rookwood label on it and it's not opened it's just sitting there what does Rose do with her bottle of wine? I'm gonna circle it suspiciously and anxiously for a while kind of think it over and then eventually she's going to gather up her courage and she's going to pop the bottle okay what does uh, James do with his bottle of Rookwood wine I don't think he uh even skips a beat. I think he goes straight forward, hoping that it's got a deeper meaning 
um, an opportunity behind it. Okay. And what does Henry do with his bottle of wine? I don't think Henry's touched wine since all everything that happened of, a, of any sort. I think he smashes them. Interesting. So you, uh, so James downs his wine. Rose drinks her wine. Henry smashes his bottle of wine. And you hear the sound behind you, all of you. And this isn't happening at the same time. This is happening at different times over in this period. You look behind you as you see this massive, almost like human-shaped blob of water rise above you and get bigger and bigger. And for just a moment, you see this weird fish-like face as it closes over you. And that's where we'll end it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. So good.